A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hello, signers. Before we get into this week's episode, we have some reviews to read. Very exciting. If you aren't aware, if you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on air. It might take us a little while, but we will read it. And as long as it's five stars, it does not have to be flattering. It just can't be, you know, ableist, sexist, racist, anyist. Um, but as long as it's five stars, we'll read it. We appreciate it. It helps us chart. It also just makes us feel good as when it's when it's nice. Um, so let's read some reviews. This first one is entitled Making Astrology Relatable and Digestible. It comes from AP Brooklyn says, I'm a huge fan of this pod, binged it all a year and a half ago and have been listening ever since. I tell anyone who is starting to learn astrology to start at episode one of this podcast. I'm loving you guys going through the house systems and how you deep dive on these types of topics. Now I'm going to do the most cap season thing. As I said, we are a little late. I can think (laughs) of promote my meme account on Instagram. Absolutely. If you love Bravo and the housewives, I'm memeing the housewives under the influence of astrology. Follow at stars X Bravo. That's at stars X Bravo. Thank you. Cool. And keep on the good fight, Alyssa, Scorpio, sun, Aries, moon, Leo rising. Yes. Alyssa yes. stars again, one more time at stars X Bravo. Follow if you are into astrology and the housewives. Cool. Oh, I'm following right now. Mash the follow right away. Uh, oh, our, fun. Okay. Our next review is Astrology Can Be Fun by K. It's a bunch of A's. K. K. This is a fun listen to keep it light and bring some fun to astrology. Sometimes astrology podcasts can be very boring. The only complaint, 
maybe invest in some better microphones, question mark. I can't hear you very well, even with my AirPods. I always have the volume all the way up and struggle to hear you. Thank you for all you do. Yellow heart, Leo emoji. Noted, I will crank, I all will we'll crank the volume. Well, may I have recently started upping the master track since this January review. So hopefully the sound has gotten a little higher. Um, I do and, know, you know it's just quieter because we have to record remotely. I've noticed that it just, it just is a little quieter. Look, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and let you know that I have two jobs and I have a computer from 2011 and I'm doing my best. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can do. Um, I know that it's hard, like from my end sometimes, but I, I also can't update my computer. So I don't know what to tell you. Is this better? <laughs> Whoa. Um, well, but no, no noted. And also sure. like, I think we are going to, rem- we'll probably remote recording will probably be something that stays sometimes too, but yeah. I'll, I'll bump some things. We'll work. We'll work. We're work, always working on it. Noted. Um, you know, noted and get, appreciated. Absolutely. What if and I was like, get better headphones. <laughs> I'm going to have to get better headphones anyway, because this is my boyfriend's and I borrow it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but thank you. Noted. Also feel free to sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash What's your sign podcast? This pays, this gives us some money. So, you know, hey, you never know what yes. can happen if we get more Patreon sign, signer up. Microphone money. <laughs> microphone money. Thank you, Kay. Thank you. Our next review comes from Ohm for Yoga and it's titled Pluto in Libra. First of all, this is the best theme song on a podcast. Please never change it. Second, thank you, ladies, for making this study of astrology study and exploration of astrology of astrology fun i'm older than your listener demographic but i tune in every week for a fun discussion of various astrology topics keep up the good work red heart emoji a uh libra sun sagittarius moon and cancer rising love it my love of my life is also sag moon pluto libra okay so here we are and we appreciate we love it this and the theme song is Never Changing yeah, never by change. Honor Nezzo. Um, she's fabulous. Yes, never, never will change it. Uh, this next review is entitled Astrology Baby, and it comes to us from at B. B. Uh, it says, I just got accepted into college, which means my whole application finishing school process ended. Therefore, I was having problems with what to do with all this extra time I now have in quarantine. So thank you. Thank you for giving me something to do. I'm literally studying astrology for the first time through your podcast. I love it. I'm also a Leo sun and rising and Scorpio moon. So, you know, it counts. Thank you. Whoa. Love it. Congratulations. Congrats. Yes. Yes. That's so exciting. Uh, Our next review is love this pod from Cole 20 S. This is hands down my favorite astrology podcast. Feels like chatting astro stuff with a group of hilarious friends. And somehow that helps me retain the facts and info better. I had a realization during the latest episode chat about falling asleep during movies slash shows. I'm a queer woman who always stays awake watching things and have a hard time understanding how people fall asleep while watching anything except ASMR videos or stuff you're supposed to sleep to. Your convo made me do some self-examination since you mentioned it's a straight man thing and I'm pretty removed from a straight man. So why do I feel this way? Then I realized it's because I'm a Pisces son in the sixth house. Us fish put so much stock in concepts of narrative and storytelling, i.e. movies and TV. And in it, the six, it, in, in the six, it manifests as really strict with routines and completing tasks, question mark. So if I start a story, I'm really serious about being alert and completing it. 
I have a lot of planets in the six and in Pisces. Weird combo vibes wide to be sure. Anyways, I was wondering if you think attitudes towards books, movies, TV are impacted by your charts in any way. Thanks for listening to my weird theory and keep up the great show. Oh my um, gosh. Yes. Yeah. And I love yeah, this yeah. theory. I'm really, <laughs> I think that that absolutely tracks, especially of the like taking it seriously and finishing, seeing a task through and paying attention in that way. That definitely tracks. Very Virgo Pisces 612. I think like media, the lens, the like we set this intention. I'm invested. I'm I'm in this world is very Pisces. They can actually get lost in that. So no, I think that I, I think you're right on the nose with a lot of the stuff we've kind of talked about in terms of fantasy, right? I think Neptune also is a big, big player there. That sure, sounds Mercury, very Mercury's I, afoot. <laughs> it sounds very like prop master to me too, of like set or like set decorating or those kinds of like seeing the the details that are important in storytelling too. Mm-hmm. I also think that we like as a patriarchy have not allowed people outside of straight men to tell stories and we've rewritten mm. history to make um you know white and straight people the winners in history mm. and I'm so happy that you're like doing this as a queer woman this exploration because I think we need more stories from people of color queer people women um mm-hmm. so I think keep up the great work yes yeah. and thanks for the review Love yeah. it. Your next review comes from Massinism and it's titled Hola Chicas. <laughs> uh, I'm so happy I found my new favorite podcast. Fell in love with you guys in second. You guys are super hilarious. You can talk about anything. I just enjoy it. Very informative. And I love astrology. Keep up the good work. I love listening to you girls while I'm driving. I'm, I'm Sun Gemini, Moon Leo, Rising Virgo, Venus Cancer. Yikes, LOL. Hugs and kisses, XO. Thank you, Massinism. Yeah. And also, Venus Cancer sounds lovely. lovely. I, yeah. where, where's that yikes coming I from? Think honey? The yikes I'm into is it. The whole thing. Oh, the whole so thing. I, okay. Well, my yikes. Yeah. So I love it. I think we all feel a bit yikes on our chart sometimes. Totally. Absolutely. But this sounds very fun. And we can tell from your from your review. I love it. Thank you mm-hmm. all so much. If you've left us a review, we you have our eternal gratitude. If you haven't, um, think about it. I don't know. It's, you know, it makes, like I said, it makes us feel good. It helps us chart. It helps other people find us, helps us mm-hmm. continue to do uh, this, this wonderful thing. And, and really, it's just nice. We like to hear from you. It, we're, we're talking to each other and it feels good to know uh, what you guys are enjoying and not enjoying and how, how it's mm-hmm. going. So if you're, if you're into it, we will read it. We appreciate it. Uh, Thank you and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. I'm Lisa Chenu. 
And today we have an extraordinary guest, one of my absolute favorite follows on Instagram and Twitter, astrologer, author, their new book, Postcolonial Astrology, drops Tuesday, tomorrow, May 18th, and you absolutely have to buy this. It's Alice Sparkly Cat. Hi, thanks for letting me come talk to you. Of course. The honor is truly ours. So thanks for thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good morning too. <laughs> yes, we have all our collective is our collective morning. Um I last night when I was getting thinking about doing this today, I was I was having drinks with a friend and she just discovered she didn't know her personal placements and I was like, "Oh wait, hang on. Let me show you Alice Sparkly Cats. Can I call this a blog website writings where it's like Libra, Venus, blank Mars. And like all of your posts about the personal planets, um, different combinations. And I showed her and she was like, wait, that's my party trick. Like, that's what I do. Like, these are the things that I do in real life. How did, how do they know this about me? And I, oh. I just like, I just love your, all your blog posts. Cause I, I don't know if they're blog. I don't know if you identify them as blog posts, but I think yeah. it's very like Tumblr energy to me, which I always appreciated. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's very also like birthday book where it's like, wait, how do they know that about me? Like, it's very specific. So I just want to just fan fangirl for a moment on like, how just, how just great your website and writing is. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have some deline- delineations in there. It, it always feels so good to hear that. Like, you know, your delineations resonate with someone too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I've sent that Capricorn Capricorn. I have my, myself i'm a cat moon my sister and my dad are all capricorn moons oh, wow. and uh i do think it runs in my family um, <laughs> and, um the wet goat all, runs in the in the Logan family well they're all near they're all in this like they're all near the ice mine's in the fourth my dad's is i think in the fourth too like oh. and my sister's my sister's is third mm-hmm. But whatever. Anyways, enough about our charts. <laughs> um, so I've cool. sent, I've sent everybody your Capricorn Moon um, post, oh. and I love the Moon posts. And mm-hmm. have you always been um, like a writer? Because I feel like your your posts are so poetic and um, succinct and beautiful and powerful. And I I really I love your work. Oh, thank you. Um, and I wanted to mention too, I feel like Aquarius rising runs in my family. I feel like we all oh. have like some kind of like family signature. Sometimes. Oh, I'm my mind. We're just all my cousins are Taurus. We're all Taurus. Like all mm. the children that all grew up around the same age, all my eighties, nineties cousins were just all Taurus. Like yeah. it's just Taurus across the board. Also like just, mm. I don't know if we have a placement that runs through, but just, I, I feel like we just have a lot of the same signs you see mm. popping up often, which is Taurus and Cancer, yeah, sextile, yeah. sextile all day, all day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes the stars too. But, Lisa, I do mean, you have a family trend? All the girls in my family have Cancer Moon, except I think my mom's Pisces or Scorpio, oh, maybe. Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scorpio. But she's another water moon. So I'm like, okay. water moon's, water moon's well, a, a plenty. <laughs> Yeah, my mom's a Scorpio moon too. 
Oh. But yeah, to answer your question, like, yeah, I've been writing fan fiction since I was 13. Like, that's how I've been writing. So I've been writing for a while, but I never really, like, learned how in any way. Like, I didn't study writing uh, or anything like that, uh, except for, like, you know, high school English classes. But yeah, I've been writing for a long time um, in, like, not fiction or nonfiction, but fan fiction. Well, I think you do have Mercury and Pisces. So I do. And I think that's such a beautiful communicator, you know, yes. it can be mm-hmm. really artistic. It can be really poetic, romantic, mm-hmm. uh, relatable. And I and think yeah. is, I think too, that Aries son is also just like very self, not self-taught energy, but it is that like, just figure it out, just do it. You start doing it. And that's how you learn. Mm-hmm. Like that's how, isn't that how anybody learns to do anything really? At the end of the day, you can take a class, but really learn how to do it from doing, figuring it out. Wait, what funny. did you write fan fiction about? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I was obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh for a long time. I mean, I still am. So I write for Yu-Gi-Oh. I write for, well, BTS. I've been really oh, into BTS okay, the last yes. few years. I'm coming you're in the arm. You're in the army? Is I'm in the army. army. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I ship um, Jimin and Yoongi. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like some death note. Like I've been getting into Hunter x Hunter lately. So just like mostly anime. Cool. Yeah. I, I love that. It. I had a, I had to ask, am I, we mention her all the time and need to get her on Sherry Zollinger. I have my like, she did astro cartography reading for me and I had Venus and Pluto going through Japan. And one of the th- takeaways from my, reading when she was like you need to watch more anime and I was like that is the coolest thing anyone's ever told me to do <laughs> like like in like in a in a chart reading I was like I love just random homework like that where it was right. it's like low pressure homework too right like right. it's like okay yeah if you can like that might speak to your like something like something might be lit up creatively or what have you and I was like dope <laughs> yeah yeah my partner got a reading recently and uh they were like you should get a pet <laughs> something we say all the yeah time. i was gonna say <laughs> that all the time. was it from us <laughs> that's well, like uh we're gonna have to do some kind of like um price is right uh mm-hmm. thing where we like advocate for spay and neuter or something like that so we're <laughs> not held responsible for all of these have you seen that that people are returning their quarantine pets uh, oh my yeah, god lena uh, lena dunham style she did that. Oh, yes, friend, friend, friend of the pod. Just friend of me of the she, pod. <laughs> oh, no, but isn't her animal now with a friend of ours? Oh, it might be gossip. Gossip of is. the pod. I think that's I, how it found out. I just know that that she posted about it because people were like, "Lena, where's the dog?" And she was like, oh, "No." <laughs> yeah. She posted a whole thing about returning her dog. Dude, I gotta find this. But, I, mean, I mean there's not even that much to it but i that's just what it reminded me of and it also reminded me of um do you remember when the live action uh 101 dalmatians movie came out yeah and they had but they had to uh tell people it was like a um oh, oh about adopt about adopting dalmatians yes in bulk. yeah yes mm. exactly that they were like do- also dalmatians are like notoriously awful dogs as pets they're like very mean and so everybody they're was very part- they're very particular i don't think they can just go into any home like you have yeah. to be ready to have a dalmatian mm-hmm. they're very like 
high anxiety. You need to take them out to walk and they need to like, they need to like sprint like three miles a day. So like, if you're not going to do that, it's not gonna work. Well, that's the same. And maybe this ties back in like capitalism and like, like I need it now culture. Cause like, even with like the gas shortage, it's like, what do people like when you say, Hey, there's like not as much gas right now. Everyone's like, I gotta go get as much gas as I can. It's like, no, no, that's not what we like. Do we just need to tell people the opposite thing so that they do the opposite behavior in but our culture? Like, you is remember that this time last year when gas was worthless and co- costing <laughs> people were losing millions yeah. of dollars? It yeah. was worth negative money because yeah. there was nowhere to store it. So it's yeah. like, yeah, of course there's a shortage. People mm-hmm. were probably dumping it on other countries or not like dumping it, but like, you know, trying <laughs> mm-hmm. to sell it and store it in other places or having to store it for a premium. Damn. I just don't understand why. And maybe this is going to sound really dumb, but like <laughs> we got a shortage. We had a surplus. What's the big I mean, don't people get that it like goes like ebbs and flows i feel like it's always such a a big deal i know it is a big deal because if you like need gas and you can't get it i get i understand the the like literal mechanics of it Mm -hmm. but i just feel like we are so we're so reactive in that way of being like oh we got a panic buy and it's like don't you Mm -hmm. remember the last thing you panic bought like yeah and how it was just a panic buy and just to like let the circles of life flow yeah i don't know food for food for thought <laughs> for the man food from dalmatians <laughs> to gas shortages just why like just <laughs> operate at nor- well it's that like maybe it's like a scarcity it, it's like all coming from like scarcity and survival too i think where people just want what they like i have to get this or i won't be enough or i'm gonna be left in the dust or i'm gonna miss out or something but the, the dog returning is a little bit like the dog returning I is... needed you for a, yeah. a moment and now mm-hmm. i'm not willing to hold up the responsibility of actually taking it's care not of a you. reciprocal relationship there that was a very i needed that thanks for your service mm-hmm. you know a, cats, it's not me it's it's you <laughs> and i it's saw me. ace that your cat was cleaning themselves behind you yeah my cat's <laughs> bathing right now it's yeah, so this yeah this cat i was walking down the street on black friday and then she oh. just like she was standing there staring at me so i was like oh my god oh. who are you and then she's just sat on my lap oh uh, she was by this empty lot and really dirty so i was like maybe like yeah maybe if i can hold you for the entire like 30 minute walk back then oh. it's meant to be that's what my roommate told me so i just i held her and then Whoa. she didn't try to jump away just like yeah let me carry her walking for 30 minutes and now we're together forever that's oh, so russian doll i don't know if you've seen it <laughs> that's i saw so- it <laughs> i that's love like- that you just vibed you clicked yeah I love her yeah (laughs) I just I see her all the time we're always within like uh like a few feet of each other I love that because that is also to me such a animal like animal to animal way of deciding is this gonna work kind of thing (laughs) like it's very can I hold you yeah because I think there is something in like we do you know as we said we suggest people get pets 
often and all that but i do, do you have I, planets in the sixth house then you might need a pen <laughs> i i do think people forget how much we do like use animals though and so mm. i think that there mm-hmm. is that i think that that's a really sweet like hey do you we don't like ask animals if they like us we're just like mm-hmm. i want you you're cute i'm right. putting you in my house and we're not like hey would yeah, you like to come here <laughs> you know? mm, but yeah. i feel like with yours is like almost the idea of a familiar where it's like mm-hmm. it came over to you and found you and like I don't know you know how well, I smother know. her so like <laughs> yeah, she, her personality is completely changed like I have a cancer moon in the sixth house and yes. then like so like the other night we were downstairs I went to the bathroom for like a second and then she couldn't find me so like when like she went into this other room like looking and then uh like when she saw me she came running towards me and then she leapt into my arms her head against my chin and then like she just like huddled in my arms like with her paw grabbing onto my shirt like for a long time so I feel like I like definitely changed her personality a little bit by smothering her so much well, cats change. I, I think I don't want to say like people and cats and animals can change, but it, I think a lot of the times people go in looking for a pet and they're like, I want the pet that is very social in my face, like doing all the things. And when I adopted my cat, who sleep, I can hear her snoring. Um, she, I love her. She was super shy. She was like hiding under the vet crate cart mm-hmm. sort of thing. But when I put my hand out, she put her head in my hand and I was like, oh. okay, there is, we can work we can work with this. There's potential mm. here. She was under my bed for the first year that I owned mm. her. She was just like total scaredy cat. And all my family, like all my, and I saw you grew, like grew up in Iowa, all my Midwest family's like, you got a scaredy cat. She's never coming out. And I was like, give her time. Jesus. Like she's not ready right now, but like, that doesn't mean we're going to write her off as like, I'm not going to assign her this, like, you're just afraid role. Like, I'm going to give her love. I'm going to treat her normal. I'm not going to treat her any different. I'm going to just give her love. And one of my neighbors, I was cat sitting for her when she was still, when Rosie, my cat was still a scaredy cat and her cat that I was cat sitting came up and rubbed all over me was so nice. And I was like, your cat Panda is so sweet. And she's like, oh, she was under the bed for like the first two years I owned her and this. And I was like, and like, it's possible. Like, this is totally possible. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's telling me I have a scaredy cat. She's not going to come out. She's not going to come out. I'm like, no, she will. And she doesn't have to be the most social cat in the world. But like, I wanted her to feel comfortable to be out. And this is her space. And she's a lover now. And so I, my, you know, this is my PSA since we are you know, go get your pets, people, and don't return them. I mean, don't return. Those, those, no returns. You know, circumstances. I understand, but if don't go with the intention to re- to return, that is not uh, typically how that works. But give the shy, give the shy babies a chance. You never know. Like I, I think people just only want like extroverted right away. Dude, and those super social animals are difficult. Yeah. Well, a, lot of, a lot of the time they're, they're gonna jump on your guests they're gonna like make mm-hmm. noise they're gonna when someone walks but my dog is like always barking at people and it, it's just <laughs> it's not like it's just an alert and saying like hey hey everyone I'm here don't you want to play with me <laughs> like that's it but it, it it can be tough because those energetic like outgoing I guess extroverted animals like they need a lot of exercise and like they need a lot of attention. So if you don't have time for that, 
that could be if really you're good. a lazy pet owner like me get yourself another fellow lazy animal. <laughs> another sleep <laughs> another okay i'm actually me and my therapist working on removing lazy from my from my book camp. i know a i was sleep, gonna say sleep hey. sleepy a sleepy or like low, low maintenance low, low maintenance ma- let's go low maintenance like if we want to follow low maintenance queen get yourself a little sweetie shy guy maybe it's not well, I think we've talked about this before with pets. I think sometimes people want their pet to be shared with others. I want this social creature. But if you want like a little self companion, the shy guys can be where the where the where the money's at. Um, so get yourself a pet. Uh, I do want to come <laughs> back. To, I do want to come back to this family um, inherited astrology yes. only because this has come up a lot recently, and I'm curious, Ace, if you have any musings or thoughts on this family patterns in charts like has there anything that you've studied or read or thought about in terms of like why we share stuff with our family members or like is I'm curious like where that might even if there's like theories on that or things that people have proposed in terms of astrology and shared relation shared patterns with family members yeah, there was a study actually. It's like a French study, uh, Gacklin's uh, study, and yeah, it was like you tend to inherit like the rising sign from your father's side or something like that. Whoa! Oh, so very like this is like very prescriptive. <laughs> like yeah, like we it's like male pattern baldness or something. Like we can look right. to this this side for that. <laughs> right, 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 right. But like yeah, like in my family at least, like on my mom's side, like everyone's a mutable sign. Um, and then mm. my dad said everyone's either Aquarius or Taurus um, or Capricorn. Actually, there's two Capricorns too. Um, mm. So I feel like there's definitely patterns. Um, me and my late grandfather had the same birthday. Um, oh. So yeah, it was kind of remarkable because it was like <laughs> not only on the same day, but also the same hour and then 60 years apart. So we had the exact Whoa. same like, zodiac sign with the element also. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. cool. I always wonder if there's something to like, and this is definitely like not a study or research in any way, but this kind of idea of because like I always think it's weird when you have the same moon sign as people, just because the moon moves so quickly that it like seems that it would be harder to catch or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. it had, it would have to just be like in the moment you were born. Like it it wouldn't, I don't know. I guess you are always born in the moment, but it just, true, true. I don't know why. It just seems like because it moves so fast and it would be harder to like, I don't know, plan for. I don't know. Um, But like to plan, I feel like if you wanted to get pregnant, to plan to have like, a kid with a certain venus sign you could kind of figure that out by like trying to get pregnant around a certain time mm-hmm. of year because it doesn't move as fast but with the moon you can't like you can't mm-hmm. so you random so random you can't so i think like i always think it's strange but i wonder because like the moon is associated with the mother and like i, I always just think that's weird like maybe there's something that's like inherited where you're like oh like it's my time like this is the time because of where the moon is i don't know Mm -hmm. cancer the rising sign too yeah because it moves every two hours yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. the rising too it's like you can't 
I mean, I don't think you can hold it. You know, I don't think you can. Yeah. Be like, no, I need to be. I need to have a Capricorn rising. Like, <laughs> I don't think Susan. Do I think Susan Miller said that she did that. That she, she was did? like, nah. Yeah, it was she something. Held it? She, I don't know. If she held it, but she was like, I don't want. I I swear I'm not making this up. That she was like, no. If she's if she's born at this time, then she's gonna whatever the rising was, it was going to have some kind of bad aspect where she was like, and she's going to have eye problems. I got it. I can't have her. I can't have her till later. Also, this pod has just become Susan Miller folklore where we just like, you know, Susan, I'm pretty sure Susan held, held it in actually she waited for that. Baby. She's the one person on human record to have held the baby in. Who held it in. She's like, actually, no thanks. I'll keep, I'll keep it in for a minute. Well, like, because people always say that, oh, well, you can't can't plan or whatever but like I was a c-section so I think like it, my mom I don't think did look at like a natal chart or whatever but she could have she could have been like well, they, oh like I don't want this rising I'm gonna do it later in the day I think whatever. I think they people even if they the, don't use astrology and sometimes intuitively maybe pick the things that actually end up vibing with the astrology do you know what I mean like I, I think, think sometimes so we work with the astrology even if we're not conscious of the astrology that's what I was saying Absolutely. about the moons. Like it's mm -hmm. like maybe you just you're just like there's something in you where your body's like, oh yeah, the release. Like it is, it is comfortable yeah. for me, or it is aspect well for whatever. Whoa, like a like a a celestial cue. Like it's your. It, let's go. Lights, and camera, then the water action. breaks. Uh -huh. Whoa, That's sick. Ace, how did you get into astrology? I mean, is this <laughs> is this something that's been forever or uh oh, no. is yeah. this a newer a newer thing no i got into like 2014 2015 like around then uh, so i was going through like a hard time personally around that period of time uh astrology is like yeah it just really helped me i uh started i mean just googling things like mm -hmm. and those are there's actually less information online uh, and then, uh, like, I would just go on like Yahoo Answers. Ah, uh, the what a I know, what a place. Yeah. Did they yeah. are they taking it down? Is that is that recent? Yeah, news? it's no longer well, it's no longer it down, active. You can't post on it anymore. Oh, hopefully they the keep archive. The archive. Okay, in. I think it's archived. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, what a great. I mean, that was kind of like I feel like WikiHow is like almost the new modern Yahoo Answers, but yeah, like just people being like my belly button looks like this. What do you guys think? <laughs> and then being like, that seems pretty adorable, dude. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> um, when Jerry, I mean, not to, you know, sh share, share as much as you like of this heart. Like I, I read in your bio about like that time of like kind of having like this sudden Uranus moment and some tough Saturn action. Um, was there like a aha moment or like a wake up call? Cause you, you reference like institutions. Right. And I think it's interesting because institutions, especially um, even in astrology teachings can be pretty sus. So I'm curious, like, was there like, was this from like um, regular like academia or like college or just like all of the above? Like, I guess what was like the boiling point and flipping over into maybe realizing there's a new avenue you can go down that's not just the one that's been built into our current standings and systems? Well, I think it was so helpful about astrology. It was like, it, it was just like a conversation that I was having. Uh, so mm. like, you could talk about yourself, you can talk about your emotions, 
um, your relationships, like without going into like too much detail, but then find empathy from people. Uh, so oh. like, yeah, like I was like, I wasn't aware of any astrological organizations when I first got into it. And then mm-hmm. so, like, yeah, when I found it, I was like, oh, hey, like here's some kind of like online community or conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like yeah I was I would go to bookstores and find books about astrology too uh, mm-hmm. and then so it was it was kind of nice to see like oh well like these things they've been like kind of being talked about uh, for like a long time too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you did you have like physical community around you or was this mainly like an online uh, web sharing adventure did you have like friends or like mentors or like people like in your physical space in my physical space, yeah, yeah, I had some people who are pretty into it, and I feel like it's kind of like like any subculture, like anime, even when you're like, oh, I like this thing, and it, it just like it gets a little bit easier to meet people who are also into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I love what you're saying too about it being. I I was thinking, I've been thinking about this the past couple of days, um, about like how we're able to talk about a thing without literally talking about a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think when you're talking about the, the literal thing, like, Oh, is this, I'm pointing to like a glass of water where I'm like, Oh, look at this glass of water. Isn't it nice? Or whatever. Like that, there's nowhere for that. That's not a conversation. There's nowhere for us to go at either. You either say like, yes or no, we're not talking about how we like feel about it or what that means for like drinking or whatever those things. And I just think that astrology is such a great um, way to talk about anything, but you're always talking about so much more than what you're actually talking about. And it just gives you this like, Mm -hmm. yeah, not personal, not necessarily personal details, like the, the specifics of your life, but you can understand who someone is in a way that you would never get by asking questions about what, like, where do you work or something like that? Not to say that that's insignificant, but I do think, you know, I'm a Sag, so I'm like, details are pretty insignificant to me in a lot of ways. But I, <laughs> and I, but I feel like this thing is like, oh, but you I you heard more. it here, folks. <laughs> details, never heard of her. Uh, but but that idea of like getting to know what's actually important about people versus what we what we think is like interesting or important or like this is the thing that I should be telling someone it's like no here's the like here's the how of you not the what of you Mm. I think too it kind of goes back to the mercury and pisces where you know pisces is often associated with religious sex spirituality uh, faith and those kind of things and I think that when talking about astrology we can be talking about something as simple as saying like you know people always ask about the their sun sign compatibility with a partner people who don't study astrology um or they'll ask about you know what where the mercury is retrograde or about the moon usually are the things i hear um and to me it's like what's interesting about astrology when you're on the other side is that like I'm communicating something spiritual to you and but you're you're communi- you're asking me a question that's not spiritual at all and I think the more you study it the more you can like Julia was saying you know have a conversation about something that's extremely deep rooted in faith spirituality and you know the workings of the world in some ways um while talking about you know 
uh, gossip or something yeah. that seems surface level. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, Astrology I'm- rules. <laughs> you, you know what? I'm into it. We yeah. should start a podcast. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, Ace, as an as an Aries sun person um, and Aries Venus, but I'm curious as just like as Aries sun, because I think a lot of the times um, I'll meet introverted Aries or Aries who don't want to jump out of airplanes. Like, you know, like the memes <laughs> of like Aries is very like, I'm on fire and I'm punching stuff and I'm just like, go, 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 go. I'm curious um, if you have any hot takes on Aries or maybe like, um, or different takes. I think Aries gets really simplified and like baby go first, you know, firstness impressions, those things. But I'm curious as a, as a firsthand Aries, your take on Aries. Can I say Aries one more time? Aries. (laughs) Yeah, I am an Aries. Uh, I don't really jump out of airplanes or anything like that. And then yeah, I mean, I know a lot of like very quiet areas, a lot of very quiet like fire sounds too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that like you know something that like is really important to notice about astrology is like well, it does give you a chance to talk with someone about how they see themselves, which is like it's something that you normally don't have access to. Um, there's things like you know this whole idea of like oh fire sign they're gonna come here and like dominate the space almost. Um, Mm -hmm. like not everyone gets like you know gets like taught that they can take up space Uh, so Mm -hmm. like you have to yeah you have to take that into consideration too so like an airy scent it will show up in such different ways for different Mm -hmm. people it's just an archetype too Um, Mm -hmm. I really like what you said about how people see themselves too because I do think that that is something um I don't know if I would have used that phrase for it, but I do think that that is what really draws people to astrology in a lot of ways is the ability to self-define, to figure out, to, to know yourself in a way that maybe the world does not treat you as such. And to find out that there is all of this other information where it's like, Oh no, actually I am like, I get to decide what, what, who I am, what I, how I, you know, uh, in, interact with the world and um, that information isn't always accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm selfishly, like yeah. I selfishly yeah. want to ask a question since you are an Aries person with this cancer moon. Um, I also have Aries squaring cancer energy in my chart. I'm curious, like your, your takes or feelings of like Aries meeting cancer energy. Like what, it, what, it, what are those signs how, how do those cardinal signs play together and, and how do they play together maybe in your chart as well if you want to use that as an, an example yeah yeah I mean I'm pretty cardinal because of those placements so I just have a lot of cardinal stuff like when I was younger I used to just like start a lot of things without finishing them for sure um, yeah, so I mean, I feel like they actually work pretty well together, but I don't have like my, my cancer moon. It's like, uh, it's like, it's, you know, at, uh, what's it like 13 degrees or something. So it's like, I think it's like the, the square is not so like, uh, hard. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, it's okay for me. Yeah. It's like almost seven <laughs> degrees off. Mm-hmm yeah so like yeah 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 so like 
Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I do have an exalted sun, Damasal moon. Um, so they both want to do their own thing, but at different moments, I feel like. Mm-hmm. They play like pretty independently from each other mm-hmm. or like right. they don't maybe feel like they, well, and then that's interesting to think of like in terms of Cardinals, like maybe they forget about each other because they are yeah. their own things and they um, technically are all working with or for ideally for you. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. No, that's interesting thinking of Cardo baby being like, I don't know her <laughs> like, or like, I don't know. Th- I don't know them. I don't know this. Like I'm doing my own thing. Who, who cancer Aries. I, I don't, I, don't know. I, them. Lo- I love the idea of them each like having their own room and how oh, that me. like let uh, thinking of like a house and two kids living in a house where it's like, oh, they get to like decorate their space and they get to go off on their own and feel like they have mm. their own Think they're not sharing a room where they need to be like fighting to be heard and seen and and expressed you have they have their own rooms so they're fine you know well the sun and moon too you know they do kind of do their own thing yeah um they kind of do do different stuff in the sky um and as far as like what they contribute to our earth and our environment um and it just made me think of alan strickland williams has this joke and i think it might have been on his conan set but i could be wrong it's probably on his half hour in comedy central if you want to look it up it's very funny about the moon and the sun and it's not rooted in astrology in any way so take that (laughs) a note from that he is gonna you know make fun of the planets or the luminaries i should say um but i think they do kind of well obviously they do act independently of the other planets so i think the luminary relationship is super interesting to me in any chart and i think even if you have them in the same sign they're going to be acting different mm-hmm. mm. yeah yeah i always think of the uh like the family with the luminaries mm-hmm. so with the sun moon square i think that there's definitely essential differences between like just yeah like mother and father for me personally mm. i'm curious yeah and I think that gets like asked a lot in, in charts too, of like mom, dad, or fa- like, you know, family things or, or degender, you know, or degendering it. And like doing, you know, we've talked about this of like dominant parents, submissive parent, or maybe whoever showed up there. Uh, I'm curious, do you have any thoughts in terms of like gender in astrology or like how we gender planets and placements? And I think that's like a kind of, not that it's a new conversation, but I think it's a conversation people are exploring it whether you're a person listening that is an astrologer or going into your practice, I'm curious, uh, the sex scene of the, the signs or excuse me, the planets. Yeah. Yeah. The gender stuff. Uh, cause I've seen a lot of like kind of calls to like degendered planets. Mm-hmm. Um, but my stance is like, we're using Western astrology. So Western astrology, like it only can talk about the West. That's all I can talk about. Mm-hmm. It's not a universal system. So Western with Western astrology, like we can talk about father, we can talk about patriarchy using it. Uh, mm-hmm. We can talk about the colonial genders, how they reproduce, things like that. We can also talk about reproductive labor, uh, which is what like, yeah, like the concept of mom sometimes is about. Like it's mm-hmm. not really about like gender, actually, reproductive labor. 
-hmm. and then yeah yeah and, and it's so I like I like to use western astrology to talk about that stuff because I feel like it's experienced by people like yeah yeah like trans people talk about gender all the time it's actually mm. like when you don't have to like think about it all the time that it's like okay it becomes like possible to degender things right. or just not th talk about it um but yeah I find it like really really useful for talking about these things and it's very different how people relate to gender um, mm -hmm. like what is dad like that as a concept that's different for everyone sometimes it's your bff like sometimes Whoa. it's workplace like it's just whatever you look for validation from I so it can say that yeah. like i feel sometimes as a woman at work sometimes people put that mom thing on me and i always mm. think of it as cancer moon but it's like, no, you're right. It's like a labor that I'm taking on that isn't necessary. And that's like actually labor at like my job, you know, mm -hmm. like it actually yeah. translates that way. So that's super interesting to me. Sorry. I, um, I like, no, I was gonna say, I like that um, distinction though, because I think this is like what astrology is for is like how you experience that energy it's not saying that it's one thing like paternal energy is this but it's like mm -hmm. how how does that how does this conception feel to you and what does that does that have kind of like uh, a freeing uh soft uh gentle welcoming feeling or is it a drier you know more rigid kind of uh cold saturny kind of uh uh whatever but like the experience instead of saying like something is all saturn is always this you know uh mm -hmm. the moon is always your mom and it's like no it's that it's that uh i like that phrase reproductive labor of like no it's the taking on the the you know the um not the, i don't want to say the emotional side of it because that also feels too like one-to-one -to -one, but that like Stuff. yeah the the tending the, the, care, the caretaking yeah it's like the create i mean the reproduction making sure that this gets created and cared for and can can uh can like subside like what's the word that i'm looking for continue to to like live mm -hmm. cool yeah yeah i feel like caretaking at least for me like it can look like so many different things um like i feel like it doesn't have to look nurturing all the time uh, so like yeah mm. like yeah how i like really am trying to lean into defining like care work reproductive labor is like it's labor that gets exploited by capital uh, mm -hmm. so like that's why there's interest like that's why money's able to grow uh, is because there's this exploitation involved. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious because we have many a Capricorns who come through the DM saying, I am not a girl boss or a capitalist. Like, why does the internet and memes say, like, fall on that a lot of the times with Capricorn culture? Obviously, ambition and, you know, goal setting, I think, are very Capricorn y things. But I'm curious, like, what, like, I don't know, I guess, like, any hot takes on Capricorn's capitalism when we see that kind of set out for signs and like why that, why that is and any any like mismark of what that what that energy actually is in Capricorns yeah I don't know why Capricorns get pegged with like this whole like you're a capitalist and you're the only capitalist like person the zodiac kind of thing. I think it's because they're both cap I think it's actually just like yeah just the alliteration <laughs> yeah just like, like cap capitalist yeah Whoops. yeah <laughs> 
because like Capricorn's ruled by Saturn, um, exaltation lord is Mars. So it's like like it has like a strong relationship to both malefics. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you look into the malefic Saturn Mars, because like all the signs, they're what they are because they're described by the planets uh, mm-hmm. too. And then mm-hmm. so it comes back to the planets. That's why the book focuses on the seven planets. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, so like, yeah, Capricorns being described by malefics. Malefics are usually about like the fringes of power. That's why oh. they are malefic. Like <laughs> Jupiter, it's about wealth. And then Venus is about civilizing. So like with the malefics, like Mars is seen as like a threat to power a lot of the time. Uh, Saturn is seen as like before institutions like Arcadia. Uh, uh, it's associated with indigeneity sometimes. Uh, but all planets have like um, all planets in astrology, they're dual. So like with Venus and Mercury, it's very obvious like the the solar phases, but all planets have like a dual function. So something that shows up with Saturn is like, that it's like, representing uh like low-born people that's from abu mashar um or like the owning class simultaneously so saturn Ah. is about land yeah yeah the way that saturn celebrate is about like the reversal of social roles and you see that in the mythology too like saturn he's a son he's the son of uranus but he's also a father he's the father of jupiter i was listening to a podcast about astrology and bitcoin and um cryptocurrency because it's my the only thing I care about now like I think I used to always go to the social media apps on my phone and that's like completely over now because I'm obsessed um but one of the things that someone said and I don't remember who said it and um they were talking about the nodes and being associated with greed and I think we never think of that we always think of it as this like soul like beautiful like thing that we're striving towards and it might be the south node I don't remember which node so don't quote me on this but um (laughs) yeah I just I was like oh that's interesting like I never thought of that as being associated with greed but like it does make sense in some ways to me that you know when you when you find something that feels really purposeful to you or something that you're really interested in you want to follow it it's like there is that aspect of like I need like when I first started stand-up it was like I have to do this every day. I have to do it three times a day and I have to watch it as much as I can. And like, there is like a greed aspect to it when you, when you feel really pulled towards something. So I just thought that was interesting in the capitalism of it all. I like that because I, and I also think what you said about it being kind of Western astrology, that we do have a pretty limited accepted, um, like, uh, nice way of talking about some of those some of those saturny um like attributes where it would be like you don't want to tell someone they're uh like land grabbing or whatever like that you want to say like you're a girl boss that's what it is but it's like oh no it's 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 these uh again like the experience of power structures where it makes sense where it would be like someone who is um under what's the word like who has to live in this structure whether they're at the top or the bottom either way their life is dictated by structure and that is like very saturny sounding mm-hmm. but again saying that like again it's it's i think it's just like a nicer 
thing that people want to relate to about themselves more, especially in American capitalist culture where it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just the ambitious go-getter or whatever, instead of, oh no, I'm like beholden to systems in some <laughs> kind of way. I, uh-huh. well, at least through saying to you, the notes, I heard someone on a podcast talking about um, watching women watching The Handmaid's Tale and always identifying with the Elizabeth Moss character of being like, oh, I'm yes, like I'm this badass person that's going to overthrow the systems. And yet a lot of us are also for sure the wife and the the Lydia character who's like, uh, you know, like oppressing other people. Too. Nobody wants to think of themselves in that role. We mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. we like the heroic role, the the positive one that says that we're like, uh, you know, doing great stuff. But like it's it's both things we can't have one without the other right well someone's upholding the systems it can't like it's it's the same like you know trigger warning assault how like if you start to talk to mainly men about assault they're like well I don't know anyone that's assaulted it's like well then who's (laughs) then like someone is so like it's like no one wants to think that they're doing things that are wrong or doing things that are bad or bad whatever you know insert languages of wrong and bad here so yeah, I think that's the interesting reflection we can do with astrology of like, where are we upholding things that we don't even believe in? And, and because we might feel like we're just kind of born into the game, right? A lot of the time, like we're, all these systems have been running before we even graced our presence on planet earth. Uh, I think it has something to do with like, I guess like, I feel like American revolution is like so televised and also like so marketable. Mm-hmm. Um, where it like it really looks like oh it's like this battle between like good guys and bad guys or something mm-hmm. and like you can make choices oh. that mm-hmm. um like make you one of the good guys something like that but like yeah I feel like uh you know it's like it's actually about like what yeah what role are you like what what's your place in the world what role do you like kind of play here how do you function what choices do you have access to Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, those are a lot, like, harder questions. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think, like, you know, I grew up on Harry Potter, like, things like that, where it's, like, there's, like, it's not that there's something, like, simplified, but there's also this idea of that, like, oh, revolution, it's, like, this taking away of what already exists, uh, when it's, like, no, like, let's look at what's already happened, uh, and then acceptance of that, like, there's a lot of grief, Uh, there's a lot of shame involved in that, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's much more complicated and you have to get like accept your own role in things at that point too and whether that means that you consciously were uh you know perpetrating evil or whatever like I don't think it's as simple as that but more just like I I like that grief uh of like oh this is that's a, such a bummer finding out that I've been a part of this or that I've <laughs> I've you know like that this has been happening and nobody cares about this or they care about it but only to the extent that it's profitable like all mm-hmm. of that, that's devastating and it doesn't but it, I, yeah I think well the the, the you I don't know and I can I'm only living here right like the U.S. just it gets real pandery like even now just seeing like covid commercials and like commercials that reference activism and it's all very like what is this simulation that like we that we are living in I mean the mighty mighty Boston's has a George Floyd song now like what like where <laughs> don't don't look uh, it up um pause. or <laughs> pause. actually go. live streaming it now and I think it's interesting because I think now we're in this time where like 
you can't ignore the conversation, but also uh, are we going to profit now off that conversation? And like, it's very, I don't know. It's very, I hate going like, it's so black mirror, but it's, there's like, it's like, you can't ignore this. So like, how do we infuse this into advertising, profiting, et cetera, et cetera. What's well, the capitalism that Mighty Mighty Boston has a George Floyd song. They definitely have a song about the HIV crisis and oh other stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know thing. if it's appropriate, but yeah. it's definitely <laughs> on brand. Yes. They, I think it's what you were saying though, Ace, about it being, um, I mean, I guess, which is capitalism is that it's all individual choices and acts and one, you, the individual can say, well, I am not for this. I am against this system, but also then still very much be upholding these systems, but be like, I'm a good person because I, I make the right individual choices, but not have any kind of context for, well, what does your individual choice even matter? Kind of thing. like it does. Mm-hmm. It actually kind of doesn't. It's not about individuals. It's about collectivism and and what what all of us are doing and so on and so forth. But tell I us also, about. Oh, oh, oh. I also think that it, it's relevant to. Sometimes we talk about the eleventh house and groups and kind of our clubs and teams yearbook page, um, where sometimes there are groups that you're in that you didn't elect to be in that or groups that other people put you in that you haven't you didn't realize you were in um and i think like a lot of the times when we look at astrology we think about the things we've chosen to be a part of and like the the group that like you know uh astrology girl group or like the i don't know just whatever i don't don't know what groups i've chosen to be a part of in life crypto people whatever um but then you don't look into like oh well you're like you know if this financial status and you're like this gender and this we don't think of those things as necessarily groups but other people do when they look at you especially people like steeped within the patriarchy so that's something that i think is kind of hidden there in that 11th house i definitely like to think of um like at least during client sessions, I find that what really helps is to like kind of see, well, you know, like what are you not in control of, like um, that affects mm-hmm. your life. But then to like, yeah, locate agency as something that's coming from you, uh, but not the chart, like not the moment that you're born into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw in, like a little teaser line about your book, which I'm very excited about we'll have the links all in our episode notes too so pre-order today you can buy it regular style (laughs) regular style starting tomorrow um but i saw one of the lines of this book includes money in the moon venus gender evolution mars and masculinity moon and money i'm curious could you tease us a little bit about what that means like what is what's what is moon and money about i i think Money gets associated with a lot of other things, but I never really hear about the moon. So I did that like that piqued my interest. Yeah, yeah. The moon rules trade because mm-hmm. the moon rules the tides and the moon rules the beaches and mm-hmm. uh, beaches are where the first marketplaces were. So the moon is about uh, like, yeah, it's about it's about trade. It rules mercenaries, uh, like because the moon always like changes shape every now and then, like the lunar phases. It's uh, uh, yeah, it's associated with inconsistency, with 
like yeah just mm, changing like mar- like markets almost like, like markets, changing marketplaces yeah yeah and there's this idea of like a tradesman like should have as many ca- like faces as the moon um and Whoa. yeah yeah so like a lot of like uh contemporary ideas of femininity associated with the moon like that that's pretty new the moon has always been associated with trade um and then fortune too because the like the moon's the nighttime planet the moon's the nighttime luminary uh and then nighttime planets are about fortune which are about form so the moon is about the body and then the moon is about trade uh so that's what the moon it's about reproductive labor which mm-hmm. is not all the time feminized. Um, sometimes it is, but it's like, it's more about race, uh, reproductive labor. With reproductive labor, how would you define that? Like maybe just for, cause we mentioned it before, just to like clarify for me and for folks, and folks, how, how do you define re- reproductive labor? Yeah, the way that I would define it is, it's labor that's being exploited by capitalism. Okay. Would you say also that moon and money, I think that that, and maybe this is a newer association because obviously you've explained all of the the trade and the markets and uh, I love that many faces is the moon, Um, but also just like ideas of need and security and um, like comfort, so to speak. And what, again, that might be more of a modern association that we have with money and maybe, maybe Western. Um, but there's something that makes sense to me about like, well, yeah, that would also kind of speak to like the quality, what, what's your motivation for money too? Does that make sense? Yeah. I can kind of see that. Yeah. Like, you know, money makes people secure. Money gives people choices. Um, and then, like the thing about the moon though it's like it there's like yeah there's not that much security associated with money because like money it's seen as a lesser form of capital Mm -hmm. it's seen as capital that is used by foreigners uh in like formerly enslaved people in ancient rome uh it's like it's seen as capital that like is foreign uh and it's not like yeah it's not as respected as like citizenship and land ownership so that's kind of the moon's relationship to saturn because the moon cycle it kind of mimics saturn's so there's always parallels between the two symbols so like yeah like i feel like the idea of like the moon like being a womb that's really new and that's kind of where Mm. we get like ideas of comfort around and like part of care work part of reproductive labor like it is about providing comfort uh but the moon like in terms of money i would say that it's like it's more seen as like foreign currency i think that's so interesting because i think a lot of the teachings about finance are that money is this stagnant like a dollar is always worth a dollar so you need to like invest in in a greater system or whatever um and that like you said like those things are more valuable in some way and not all of them like citizenship sometimes cannot be purchased not all of them are things that work within the financial realm but I just think it's so interesting because those things are like the moon always in flux like I I don't know anyone who always has the same amount of money in their wallet or in their bank account and it is always but I I don't consider that 
a reflection of money. I think I think that's like under the bigger finance umbrella, if that makes sense. That is interesting thinking about it of, as something you also kind of have a monthly budget, a daily budget, a move like that. Kind, there's times of the times of the month when you're like, stuff's uh, due. yeah, stuff's due, and I got a you know a new new moon, full moon, you know. I'm sure there's some kind of correlation, but yeah, again, that's full cute. wallet, empty wallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <My outfit. laughs> um, it's like rent again. Uh, I'm this Jupiter, Jupiter Pisces time. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, I'm just hot gossip. Jupiter Pisces. I'm curious. Do you have any vibes, feelings, takes? uh where to maybe you know what what's your feelings on this jupiter pisces time ace any like excitement like using i i got i don't know like what does this bring up for you in this time because i think since we've had such restrictive jupiter uh transits this last couple years like there is all of a sudden this collective like woo but yeah i'm curious your takes on jupiter pisces energy yeah yeah like jupiter for me is about like like not technology but like the way that technology creates a public and then so i feel like like when jupiter's in capricorn this really like kind of um like restricting of what we can imagine um that's useful too um but then yeah jupiter in pisces it's also useful in different ways so i like i feel like jupiter in pisces it gives you like a lot of strength to imagine things that maybe you didn't have the strength to imagine before um, yeah i'm pretty excited for it it's been a few days or something like that yeah it's still it's still fresh i i've um a lot of weird dreams at least over in this in this household um and i like that idea of um of like what you can imagine too and like that kind of balance and that's like the fun of astrology right it's like sometimes maybe we do need to hanker down on like what is actually tangible and real and possible within our means and assets and um you know systems or what have you and then also the times where we can go beyond what's in front of us right and maybe there is something we can make that's larger than the the tools that we have present um like a retrograde period even thinking of like sometimes you got to go in and work with what you got and sometimes we can actually maybe go out into the forest and find and find new things or new ideas or new people and and see what's even possible I like that too of like I just was talking with someone about this about like I think we we separate thoughts and feelings a lot but water comes after air and you kind of can't have feelings unless you've thought about something you can have like something physically hurt but like have emotional ties or dreams or um other kind of other realm of imagination whatever that whatever that would be without having first been like have a thought experiment about it and i like that move from jupiter and aquarius of like having these ideas and then going out in jupiter and pisces and being like oh this feel like oh, this is what I'm being like pulled to emotionally. Like this kind of completes the the information circuit for me to now be like, oh, I'm so, you know, I've been thinking about what this would be like and now I've, I'm feeling what this would be like. And that's exciting. And that kind of drives us then to go out and, and create something new because we can imagine feeling, 
oh wow if this is what if this is what my work life was like this is what I would feel like all the time that's incredible like let's let's keep perpetuating that mm-hmm. yeah and then if you think about like then short well not shortly but after that is then Aries too so like I just love I don't know like the building of the zodiac is always just so interesting of like oh in this Pisces dream storyboarding reaching out you know going for it time then maybe Aries then can actually then be like okay cool I like dreamt this dream and I've like assembled what would be a dream team and like I know the color palette and I know the fabrics or whatever this might be like now let's go um oh I love you gotta feel it yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, I think also my sketch comedy teacher from years ago, Lee Rubenstein, always said, look, you're in a writer's room. You can't just be the idea person. Everyone wants Ooh. to be the idea person. Everyone wants to be like, okay, here, here's something fun. Everyone else do all this other stuff. Go through the work of feeling it emotionally and developing character and like doing all this other stuff. But everyone wants to be the idea person nobody gets hired to be the idea person so Mm -hmm. all of the elements are necessary in order to create something great right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh ace did you with your i would love to if you wanted to speak on your book like what how did this come how did this come to be was this something that you wanted to create is this like did this just come to you in a fever dream i'm curious like i'm curious how the process of getting to this book what the book is and what you want people to experience from your book. Yeah, yeah. The book is called Postcolonial Astrology. It's out for pre-order, uh, coming out tomorrow. And it's like you can you can pre-order it at my website, alicesparklycat.com slash postcolonial astrology. Um, and then that link it'll take you to Milmondos, which is a mutual aid network also. So uh, yeah, please order pre please pre-order from them uh, if you're able to. Um, the book, like, yeah, I was asked by North Atlantic Books if I wanted to write anything. So I was like, this is what I'm obsessed with and have been for the last like five years or so. Um, and then like it like what like I proposed was related to a lot of questions that I had about astrology from just talking to people in my community, uh, like clients too, like about astrology. And the questions are like, well, what's Western astrology? Like, you know, it's not universal. So how is it working uh, different than other astrologies? And then it's about uh, Western astrology, like being or tropical astrology being about uh, like the climate and I know that there's sidereal western systems too so there's not really a monolith here but tropical astrology that's like very popular astrology like being about climate so it normalizes certain climates over others um, this is a settler colonial astrology when it's practiced over here uh, so like what does it do over here how is it like changing with climate change so like those are the questions that um, really motivated me to do this research um, and then like what ended up happening was, whoa, like all the symbols and archetypes that we use within astrology, they can be used to talk about realities that we're experiencing. Uh, but then they're, they're kind of magical systems of thought, like race or gender, um, mm-hmm. or even money, like capital. It's, um, it's something that exists because you believe in it. And then so like, yeah, the book 
like it ends with a question of like, what do you want to use astrology to talk about? It's a language. So it doesn't matter like what the origin of the language is. It always matters like how it's being practiced now and circulated now. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's just a question of what, like, you know, what do you think like language is here to do? Uh, you know, how do you want to use the language? Um, language, it like it's used to turn reality into fiction. So it like, it really, like, I feel like imagination is incredibly realist. Like, I feel like without imagination, we can't really change in a real way. Um, so yeah, that, those are the questions that starts with, like, those are the <laughs> questions that ends with, like, none of them are answered in the book. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, the, the book is kind of a way to ask, like, yeah. folks who are practicing astrology, using astrology to, like, you know, even flirt, uh, make jokes, like, what do you want to do with this language? I'll oh. need that for the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, this made me think, I'm curious, Ace, what's like the worst job you've ever had? <laughs> like, what is, I what thought is, you like, were going to say, what's the worst sign? And I was like, oh, oh no, no, like, no, no. All right. The answer is after this commercial break. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm curious, like, have, has in, in this capital colonial fuck fuck wad world i'm curious did you ever have like the worst job ever <laughs> i feel like i've had a lot of bad jobs like i feel like retail is <laughs> definitely up there but mm. like it's not maybe it's not the worst one uh sex work was not also the worst one. i feel like the worst one was maybe actually like i got hired by this um like you know like paint uh like drink and paint company uh, oh like the wine and sip like, wine and sip company. oh okay yeah and yeah. then uh <laughs> like I was the only person of color who's working there they pay me half of what everyone else was paying <gasps> oh so then and then they had me just do cleaning so I was like I don't know why <laughs> like you know <laughs> you made the choices that you made uh but I felt super exploited there it wasn't like as hard as some other jobs I had from a labor perspective, but I think mm -hmm. just like emotionally that job. Yeah. Was. Well, yeah. the wine, pain, and sit places is already a very demoralizing place. I would, uh, I would think mm -hmm. at, at its core, at its core I think essence. it's fun sometimes. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, like, yeah, I don't hate people who use it or like, you know, who just enjoy painting and like mm -hmm. drinking at the same time. Yeah. But I feel like the way that it was set up was definitely very like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's horrible. Yeah, that Damn. does sound fucked up for sure do y'all have any worse well, job any worse jobs that we can no, I, them here but i just was thinking i did go to one of those paint and wine things one time but i didn't want to paint the the <laughs> thing that they were painting so i just painted like a picture of my face <laughs> <laughs> but i was like what am i i just was like i don't want a painting that i did like i want mm. a painting that someone who knows how to paint did so i guess you know. Yeah, that's very sad of you to paint not what everyone else painted. <laughs> did feel I did feel like unnecessarily rebellious in a way that I don't normally <laughs> like doing. Where I'm like, I don't like to, I don't like to do it just to do it. But this one, I was like, I'm not, I'm definitely not gonna want this picture of like leaves that I'm gonna be bad at. Like that's, mm -hmm. I might as well just at least enjoy the process of of painting this. Well, thing. I think probably a lot of people go there because they don't know what to create, right? Like they want to make something a lot of, time. and also maybe they just want to socialize, have fun with their friends. 
But if you can have an outburst of creativity spawn from being told to do something very like uniform, then that's kind of cool. Like it, yeah. it maybe it helps tr- like helps trigger people's like creative brains in like a different way. If if it's hard to look at a blank canvas and go, what should I paint? And if someone goes paint a leaf, you're like, well, fuck, I don't want to paint a leaf. Like I want to paint my face or do something different. <laughs> I think a lot of people go to those things because mm-hmm. then they can paint without cleaning up after themselves. So, so oh, there you go. Like, it's That's pretty 100% messy. of why people go to restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no not because they like the food, I promise. That's they don't want to cook. They never do. Well, uh, we have a, do we have, do we have some, uh, yeah, we can play a little game. We have game. a game. We can have a little game. I also just want to shout out the calls that I worked at where, I, where I had to do golf reservations for people, but you had to pretend you're at the golf course they were calling from. So I'd be like, I'd have to pretend I was in Hawaii and they'd be like, what's the weather? I'm like, and I, they'd made us say, I'm in a windowless basement taking the call right now. So I'm not really sure what the weather is outside. <laughs> like that was like the, like the, the script lie that we had to say <laughs> was that I am in a windowless basement, no matter where we were. Um, anyways, so I that's- love, I love working most. I think it's my favorite thing in the world, but I, um working did yeah I love working um I did work for a heroin addict and I will say that was probably the worst job I've ever had damn what was the job (laughs) I was actually doing graphic design and um some other assistant stuff for a I don't want to say a family (laughs) magazine and oh um the person in charge was on heroin and it was very difficult and part of my job was like answering the phone and like telling his wife that he was in the bathroom when he was like oh my asleep God. at his desk or whatever anyway not oh. not a fun job very difficult very hard to manage all moving parts yeah. yeah. Well, and also having to lie on someone's behalf never like that's what I didn't like about the call center thing too was like I don't like having to say I'm in a windowless basement I want to say I'm an outsourced employee who is not there right now like i'm not, I'm not actually not, in hawaii i'm not physically present i can get this job done for you because that is what i am doing but you want this fake familiarity that i am there and that i'm a local employee and that it's all good and that's not what it was but i think when you have to like when you have to like i don't know there's bending the truth and fibbing and making people feel good customer service whatever but then like no they're indisposed right now like or having to lie on someone's behalf is always just not ideal um jobs baby shall we game let's game we play okay. we play a game with everyone ace uh you're probably familiar it's called fuck mary kill uh we we will play with people who share astrological placements with you oh yes. interesting yes um whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um it's always a unique cast of characters because um a lot of different celebrity folks let's start with your Aries sun cancer moon um I personally love this round of this triple round here we have Heath Ledger Natasha Leone and Mariah Carey hmm I mean Heath Ledger's already dead so I guess yeah I mean that's an easy you know that's an easy uh kill yeah. when they already are yeah, deceased, I'll kill- but also but yeah in- I'll yeah, I'll kill Heath Ledger since that wouldn't really affect reality. <laughs> yeah, um, and then I'll uh, fuck Natasha Leon and then marry Mariah Carey. Oh, 
any 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 reasonings between differentiating the fuck and Mary between uh Mariah and Natasha I definitely have a thing for Nat- Natasha Leon um that's fair you know. <laughs> yeah yeah I was gonna say that's I a- was like maybe going marriage whoa yes I don't know if I would want to marry her oh I feel like yeah. she's fun she does a lot of stuff with comedians so I feel like maybe she would get it um so I don't know I feel like I would I feel like a lot of I don't know I feel like a lot of like my high school friends would be mad but I don't I'm not <laughs> interested in Heath Ledger either he seemed it, it doesn't seem like it would be fun like if he seemed tortured I don't know he's yeah. dead also so I'm gonna kill him but it's hard to not marry Mariah Carey that's the thing I think I will, though, just fuck her because who knows? She has a lot of stuff in her rider that's difficult. She might be difficult (laughs) in the corner. I mean, she might not be, but I don't know. I think she's self-admittedly difficult, which is what is what we adore. I mean, she has in her rider that she can't be if there's fluorescent lighting, she needs to have like sunglasses. Sunglasses, I know. (laughs) I wonder, though, if she would be like as protective of you as a partner. Where that, you know she would definitely like. I, right. that's what I wonder. Oh, I wonder so if this cute. is like a persona or something yeah. too. Like I but, wonder if there's a soft shell crab underneath. This is a can. You know these are cancer yeah. people. I'm gonna pick Natasha. I feel like I don't know. I'm a huge fan. Love so you're marrying Natasha, fucking yeah. Mariah, killing yeah. Heath. Gotcha. I it it absolutely devastates me to say that I'm gonna have to kill <laughs> Heath Ledger. Also, I mean I I cannot remember being hornier for anybody than going to in junior high and going to see a knight's tale and just being like on <laughs> fucking fire um but but i do i do agree and also he's dead so it it is the one that makes sense i i think i'm also gonna fuck natasha um i am a fan and i do think she would be fun to be married to for sure like i think she would be a good partner but I gotta marry Mariah because I want that. I do think she would be like that for on your behalf. And like, I want her on, in my corner, you know, like, I just feel like I would be so inspired and like, I don't, I love it. I love, I love that you're so Sagittarius because you think that if you had sex with her, she'd be like, not in your corner anymore somehow. (laughs) (laughs) That these are opposite things. (laughs) But also I've dreamt about Mariah Carey on, she did an episode of Cribs and there was an Mm -hmm. apartment where she had the like sparkling walls and the butterfly wallpaper in her lingerie closet. I want the lingerie (laughs) closet. I love it. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm marrying Mariah. No question. Uh, I think I am going to fuck Heath Ledger because why this might be my only opportunity to as well. Uh, And but I want it specifically in the paintball scene and 10 things I hate about you like that. I want to be taken Mm -hmm. in that moment. Um, And I'm going to marry Natasha just because I am a stan obsessed. Like I'll start smoking cigs again. I don't give a shit. Like, let's do this. Let's let's commit New York let's go and i hate i love all three like i'm a i'm into all three of these people and i'm just defaulting to mariah and please i don't know what her army is called lambs oh they're lamb (laughs) (laughs) okay i was gonna call them butterflies don't come at me butterflies um but i i i love mariah i just don't i the others have risen to the the top of of fucking mary and she's just sadly just lurking below in into kill i don't like it either but here we are. But here we are. Uh, hey. 
some other Aries Sun Cancer moons are Rick Moranis, Miranda Keir, Eli Roth, Martin Short, Aretha Franklin, Leonard Nimoy, Reggie Watts, Shaka Khan, Ezra Koenig, Liz Fair, and Retta. Um, oh my God, also, so many good ones. Wow. There's a lot of, yeah, there was a, Aries Sun Cancer Moon was a pretty stacked crew, I must say. Like, I was pretty into, like, a lot of the celebrities that came through, which makes sense, that Aries self and then that, like, feeling, play, I don't know, like, I like, Exalted. I do like an Aries Sun Cancer Moon combo. It's very, it's very chic. Um, I also did discover since it's still tourist season that we're in, there was also a, a basketball player who was an Aries Sun Cancer Moon named Torian Prince, which I just thought was um, very cute. I wonder if his parents thought it was tourist season, but you know what? That's okay because he's an Aries. Um, next category is Aries Sun Aquarius Rising. With celebs, we don't get as many options because we don't always have the rising signs for folks, but um, this is a very odd crew. William Shatner. Haley Joel Osment and Russell Crowe. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? I love is it. Right? I love Why? the hard one. It's a, yeah, this is, this is an odd, it's just a, they're all very okay. different folks. You know, they're all very, they bring a different energy to the table. Ace, any feelings on these, on these three? I have to look up who William Shatner is. I I don't know who that is. Or Haley Joel Osment. Is Joel, Joel Osment's the guy who sang the part for the, the guy in Mulan? No, Haley Joel Osment was the, the, well, I don't know, actually. No, that's Donnie Osmond. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's saying that. (laughs) Haley Joel Osment was the little kid Mm -hmm. in the Sixth Sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen the sixth sense. Yeah. He was also his main role. That's the big the big breakout, but Um, he he's yeah, I see that. William Shatner, I feel like the easiest, and this is probably just for me only, is um Miss Congeniality. Yes. He's like the bad guy. Um I don't know if that Uh, wasn't Star Trek. That might be just like me. OG OG Star Trek character actor he talks like this it's william shatner oh, and okay. also was the priceline price commercial commercial oh um, he was in priceline commercial i also feel like maybe during the vh1 surreal life era i would not be shocked if he was like a, on reality shows yeah he, he for sure kind of, absolutely he's kind of like a like a very like i'm he's almost a caricature of himself mm, i see i see yeah. And then Russell Crowe. No, no questions here. We all, I think we all. Know I know who Russell, Russell Crowe Crow is. I've seen him Beautiful Mind. Yes. Uh, yeah. I guess my choice would be to kill William Shatner, just because I have like I have no like emotional commitment to him. Okay. Like I just found out who he is. <laughs> and then, um, but you can yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I guess I would marry the little kid from Sixth Sense just to protect him. Like, I don't want to do anything else with him. Uh, And then, yeah. And then I guess, like, as a last resort, I would have to fuck Russell Crowe. Okay, this is one where I, I don't know Haley Joel Osment, but I was out at a bar and he was there. And we were the only two tables and he didn't pay for his date and hence I don't know if I mean who knows who knows if they have like a joint bank account and they've been together long I have no idea right I have no idea the switch if maybe he didn't want like his credit card with his name people recognize like I don't know 
but mm-hmm. he didn't pay. All of our jaws are gaping. No. <laughs> <laughs> so he's an adult now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. definitely an adult now. Yes. Definitely adult now. And isn't funny. He was just in the boys and uh, he's been in say, like I- funny movies. He's funny. Okay. He goes on comedy podcasts every once yes. in a while. And I've heard yeah. him and I'm like, oh, Haley Joel. Okay. He definitely yeah. he definitely knows that everyone is thinking like, oh, this is the little kid from Sixth Sense <laughs> and has like yes. leaned into it where it seems like he doesn't take himself too seriously about. But totally. But this encounter. But I don't know. So I also don't know. I also felt like there was he was like trash. I also felt oh, yeah. like there that was a point. Point yes. Point That's so I'm like, okay, maybe it would be great. Um it was at Jay's bar also. So whoa. You know, cool. Celebrity sighting. Um, yeah, I know you'll see Jordan Peele there. You'll see Haley Joel. Um, not whoa. not not in current times. Anyway, um <laughs> I think I'm like teetering on the edge of if I should kill him or William Shatner. And I feel like I just I'm gonna have to kill William Shatner. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's just, I feel like he's stuffy. I feel like he's like a weird conservative. I feel like, and maybe none of this is true. Maybe that's just like <laughs> based on the fact that he's like an old white man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like he's stuffy and like annoying. So I think I'm going to have to go that way where Haley Joel, like maybe he'll make you pay for dinner, but maybe it was like his birthday or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he lost um, his debit card that night. We he don't did know. seem like he wanted people to like come up to him. That was what was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will go ahead and um, fuck him and marry Russell Crowe just because I feel like Russell Crowe, like he definitely wants you to come up to him. Like it's like, you know, where he's not trying to play it subtle. I don't know. What has he been up to? Oh, I think he's a mess. I feel like. Yeah, I think he is a little mess. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, that's my type. So (laughs) I feel like it's going to work out. I think I'm going to. Wow. I'm really going a different direction. I think I'm going to marry Haley Joel. Uh Um, I think I'm going to fuck William Shatner. Oh, my God. What a choice. I know. uh, Young. I want to fuck Star Trek. William Shatner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I mean, that one to me just seems like a good story. Like, it's yeah. going to be weird. Even present day, it's going to be weird. It's going to be, it's probably going to be, I don't know. I imagine it would be like good in a way that would kind of surprise you and catch you off guard where you were like, I was just expecting this to be funny, but now, <laughs> now I'm- I, didn't, I didn't know you threw down like that. <laughs> now I caught feelings. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, and then I think I'm going to kill Russell Crowe because, uh, this is maybe not, I feel like he, he's a maniac. You can say he's a maniac. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, Mm -hmm. you got it. The bet his best work, even though I did like the nice guys, which was kind of recently best work behind him. We, we have, we've had enough, uh, like quotable Russell Crowe moments. He will, he will live in our hearts forever, but he got to go. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm gonna marry William Shatner. There's, I don't like any of what's going on, but it's okay. I think, yeah, I just watched Miss Congeniality. I was a little charmed. He seems like, he seems like so annoying, but but you can tell him you're annoying. And I kind of like that about like the dynamic we'll have. And he's like, he's so much empire, like on the way out. I'll just go for it. I'm looking up everyone's recent pictures and I was like, hmm, 
but I like maybe I can pick cherry pick from. They all kind of look the same. They kind of do. They actually have like, kind of all morphed into a very yeah. similar older person, um, which is interesting. Uh, I think I will fuck a gladiator Russell Crowe just in the outfit. Uh-huh. Sure. Like that's, I think it's pretty peak. Uh, and I'm going to kill Haley Joel, even though I have enjoyed his guest appearances on comedy podcasts. I think he seems like a really nice guy and very self-aware and like, yeah, I'm, like what you said, Julia, I'm the sixth sense kid. I see dead people. Um, so I'm glad he doesn't like, like, don't bring that up, but eh, it's just, again, it's another default scenario. Um, if you, if you, if you toggled this and I ended up with all different people, that's how it would be. All these people are weird. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> the moral of the story. Another uh, Aries Sun Aquarius Risings that I found were a fellow Trekkie, George Takei, Billie Holiday, Selena, Elle Fanning, Houdini, and Alan Arkin. Uh, a very, again, random crew Houdini, all the time. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at Houdini natal chart. <laughs> Ace, thank you so, so, so much for yeah. coming on. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with me. For Of course. Oh, yes. for, with you and your cat your eponymous cat cat with a k, uh, cat with a k baby cat with a k <laughs> be sure to visit alice sparkly cat with a k.com slash postcolonial astrology to buy this book this is going to be i have a feeling is going to be a must a must have in your collection mm-hmm. uh follow obviously if you're not what are you doing um mm-hmm. all the links will be in bio in the show notes so check it out there click the links go for it any is there anything else that's coming up that you want to that you want to shout out that we can share plugs i don't think so yeah i mean it was a fun conversation like (laughs) weekend morning conversation yes (laughs) yes hell yeah well thank you thank you so 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 much bye post-colonial astrology thank you guys for listening we'll see you next week bye bye Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. What's your Bye. Sign? What's your sign?